What is up, everybody? Uh, this is the WMMA Today podcast with Drake Riggs and I, Steve King. Um, on this lineup this week, we get to talk about the Ryzen 20, thir- Ryzen 32 uh, recap with the great Rena. Cannot wait to talk about her. Um, there's another fight on that card as well. UFC Vegas 43 recap with four fights and then Sarah Kaufman, some mailbags, one bit of news, and then only one bit of uh of a preview. Um, and then of course the the great phantom punch breakdown, uh, which should be fun as it's be like half the show. <laughs> right. And then of course whatever else you guys want to talk about leave Leave in the comments, um, and we'll get them on the screen. We'll talk about what you want to talk about. So, Drake, let's get to the good stuff with um, Ryzen 32 and oh, yeah, the great Rena. Um, amazing man, amazing. I love that woman so much. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, don't have to wait long. Let's get right into it. Ryzen 32 was this past weekend. was on Friday night here for us over on the Pacific uh, Pacific side this time. So that was a little bit different. It was not too bad. Um, and yeah, so we got things started before UFC. Usually we go right into it, which uh, is nice too, but this, this worked out. And a pretty fun card overall. And as Steve mentioned, Reyna came back. Rematch with Miu. Very competitive. But in the end, she ends up getting it done with a chef's kiss oh, knee. Dude. <laughs> so. but, all right. So, I mean, Miu obviously went in for the went in for the takedown. It didn't work out for her. She was just too far away. I mean, and you can't do that against a great striker like Rena when she's able to throw the knees like that. Like you just can't. That was that was a big mistake. Yeah, but I think the thing. The thing about it was she hadn't had to worry about any knees before then. That was the first one, which is pretty, that makes it even crazier. You know, like that was Reyna's first defense of a takedown with a knee. They're just absolutely perfectly timed. But but you're right, though, because it was a little too far. And so she was able to see it easier than if, you know, the, the previous takedowns that Miu got. Because let's not get ourselves, Steve. Miu was winning this fight. She was well, she's she perfect, putting perfect it on. Dude, she... Cut Rena open. Of course, as you can see yeah. on the screen, there Rena's Rena's bleeding. Like that's that's from that's from um, Miu getting those elbows down on her it was face. The, it was the knees on the ground. They were Coleman style. Oh, that's and, and there were the, el- the elbows too. Yep. But yeah, very very fun competitive fight. Um, I mean, Reyna looked sharp, like her old self, on the feet. And then uh, this is, I mean, it kind of went how I expected it to. Um, I had a little bit more confidence in her takedown defense kind of after hearing, you know, the stuff that she had been doing, working with Kazuyuki Miata at Brave, uh, Olympic wrestler himself. But, um, I mean, I wasn't, I was expecting Miu to get takedowns for sure. At least, you know, have some success doing what she does because she's yeah. improved so, so much. And that's just where she's always been good anyway. But, yeah. Um, Ultimately, she she essentially just got caught, but I mean, it wasn't a fluke or anything. Like this was just brilliance from from Reyna, um, and then to follow it up and just go for the kill. Like she said, a finish was a requirement. Well, she was not lying. 
Uh, no, she, very good stuff. She definitely, she definitely kept to her word where she wanted to get a finish, and she did. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah, very, very nice. Um, and I, I'm thinking didn't quite look like me you had a broken nose afterward but obviously some damage around the eye as well and i mean as you can see the picture pretty perfect spot there but yeah crazy stuff um bummer man this was the this was another one of those fights where you hate to see one of them lose right so it's gonna be sad a little bit either way and uh i feel like it always stings a little bit more when me loses, just because you know she's she's a grandma the most badass grandma out there but she's it's so always over Oh yes, so very likable. Yeah, but, yeah. This was yeah, uh, she was, she was also out there for kid Yamamoto, you know. And there was there was well, a lot. I think going, I think that the first fight there. there was a lot going on there. Yeah, I think the first fight might have been the last one he cornered her for, which I is kind of so. like why it was, I think yeah, it was kind of a, yeah. and of that course, element to it. Rena beat Miyu the first time as well. Um, yes. So it's safe to say that Rena has Mew's number. Um, we don't. We're not going to see a third one. I mean, there's really no need. There is no need at this point. And who knows? At 47 years old, right? Is this the end for her? Yeah, that would be a bummer to see her go off of that loss. But you know, again, it's like you can't ask someone <laughs> to continue fighting. I feel like it feels weird, you know, at that age, even though you wouldn't know it. She's like, seems like she's 30, of course, and still, still a yeah. top five atom weight, even with this loss. But um, yeah, pretty crazy. She's just remarkable in general. Um, so hello, everybody. Of course, you can see the comments coming in here. James is here. Mr. Edwards Bailey back again. Appreciate you, sir. He says his work day just got made more fun. <laughs> Appreciate that greatly, sir. Great okay. to see you again. And happy birthday, Chris. It was his, uh, give him a happy birthday. It was his birthday over the weekend. Uh, great guy. Does happy good birthday. stuff over at SCMP as well. So everybody wish him a happy birthday. Belated, right? Uh, Jimmy's here. Jen's here. He says Raina with the comeback. Yeah, a little bit of a comeback. As I said, she was she was losing that fight. She um, Rue says, Rue's here as well. Uh, why didn't Reyna attack the body like she did in the first fight? Well, I I don't remember if she, you know, had too much of a kick-heavy attack to the body. I know she usually will, you know, throw her punches to the body in that first fight. Um, but, I mean, so much time had changed. And, you know, when I spoke to her, she was saying it was like, it didn't even feel like a rematch, Rue, you know. So she probably approached it a little bit differently. They both evolved tremendously. I mean, that was each of their... That was Reyna's second fight, Miu's first fight. So it was it would have been surprising, I think, if it looked exactly the same. And I'm sure Reyna's expectations of Miu obviously were different than you know trying to go back to that same well. I mean, she could have tried, of course, don't get me wrong, but maybe the thought process there was like, we'll see what else I can work on first. And um yeah, maybe she would have been the third if she uh didn't get that knee there, but We'll never know. She won anyway, Steve. So it doesn't really matter, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't really matter. Um, but of course, I mean, it's it's just it's really nice to see Rena back in back in the the ring again. I was gonna say cage, just because, <laughs> but the ring um, again. And you know, it it was a long time. It was a long time. It was for me, my personal love for Rena. It was just too long. So I really, I look forward to it. And now I'm looking forward to what she's going to bring 
more? You know, against whom? Who's she going to fight next? Is yeah. It be, is it going to be for the for the 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 third time? Kana well, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think she talked about that a little bit before this fight too, and um, she was kind of more on. It sounded like the logic side of things, like, yeah. you know, I, I understand I lost twice to her. Don't know how likely that would be. Of course, she'd want it back, but it could, you know, and I talked about that after her last fight with Tommy Matsu and the potential options, because she said maybe two or three more fights. You remember this, Steven, that we talked about it last week where she's uh, planning to go past that now. So yeah. um, I don't know. I don't know. That would be kind of that would kind of not make sense now because Rana has won four fights in a row and Kana has lost her last two. Yes, you know to uh, Hamasaki and then uh, Siori, which was an upset as well. But for Rana, I mean, it only makes sense to do to do the, the Hamasaki title fight, which she still doesn't seem so sure about. Um, that's tough, man. Yeah. And then teammates, and same yeah, with Oshima, who's above yeah. her too. And they're all exactly. three teammates. <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. So, ah, man, the atom weights. You know, I mean, they're 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 training together. They're friends. You know, it's like where do they? Who do they fight? <laughs> AACC just has it locked down, man. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think. You know, well, Reyna act also, she says she wants to fight in America again. So, yeah, you know, Steve, that, that could be an option where not really. I mean, yeah, she could do a Bellator fight, but then it's like, well, what do you do? You, you could do the Lindsay Van Zandt trilogy because, hey, there's one. They're one one. They could do that. But yeah, what, what mean, would be more fun would be to get her in the Invicta mix. That'd be more fun. That would be awesome. <laughs> and I mean, you you know, Drake, they're working. Ryzen, Bellator, they're working together they're talking about doing big cards and stuff like that, yep. you know, coming up and there's, there's no female fighter bigger than, bigger than Rena to bring over to America. Yeah. That, yeah. that rising could, that rising can send over. Yeah. In terms of star power. Yeah, definitely. Other than, other than the champion. Right. Right. So yeah, it would be easier in this case where, you know, Rena's not the champion. Um, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's a, we'll see. There's some options. It's, it's easier as we've seen for the Japanese fighters to go to America rather than the reverse. So that would be cool if, if Reina can't or decides not, if she isn't willing to, you know, fight her mentor and friend in Hamasaki, who's the champ, it's kind of comes down to how she wants to, is she going to value fighting a friend more than fighting for the title? Like legacy over that kind of thing. A little bit of the Kane DC debacle, right? Yeah. Um, that she's going to have to worry about. But if she doesn't. We see I that a lot in MMA, to be honest. Yeah. With, with champions. They they just don't want to fight each other. Yeah. That's why That's why the Kayla Harrison thing and Amanda Nunes. Dude, they literally train together. I don't, I don't know if they even want to fight each other. I you wouldn't. Know, I don't know if I'd say they want Kayla. to. We talk about Kayla Harrison going to the UFC, but who who the hell is she going to fight other than Amanda Nunes, who is her literal training partner? Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, training partners don't want to fight each other. Typically, best avoided, but 
Yeah, that, that's a that's a unique case. Uh, so we'll see how that all plays out. But yeah, fair yeah. fair points. Um, Ghost is here. He says uh, not good ring awareness by Miu. Her back was to the ropes, and Rana was an arm and a half length away. Good knee by Rana. Yep, she just shot of. way too early. She just, I mean, she's smarter than that. She, you know, she's a wrestler. She's a a very like a great wrestler to be honest. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. That was just like said in the ring awareness but i mean you can't do that you can't do that it was interesting too because she was actually doing all right on the feet you know she was landing her overhand right you know she was having some success um yeah. obviously did better on the ground but that's because she kind of wanted to be there more so yeah this was uh just maybe a bad just bad timing for her great yeah, timing I, for reina no, I, drake i think it was just bad judgment i mean she she was too far away she was way too far away from reina I mean, and then she just ate that knee and got knocked out cold. Yeah, so happens. <laughs> but um, Centro is here as well. Good to see you. It's been a while for Centro. Welcome back. Uh, uh oh, Ghost says Steve is going to destroy me. I'm more of a Panchan fan, even though Reina hooks to the body are awesome. I got to go with the front snap kicks and triangle kicks of Panchan. Yeah, I mean that's that's fine. I I don't necessarily think that Panchan isn't better than Rena. I just have this love for Rena. Like she's really she's one of the fighters that have really caught me. Yeah, you're certainly not alone there. Uh, seems the boys like our idea of uh, Reina going to Invicta. As James says, yes, Reina versus Del Boney. Multiple explanation points. It would be fun. It would it would be a great fight. Yeah, and Rue says Reina versus Del Boney would be fire after seeing the ghost breakdown. Yes, that would be awesome indeed. Uh, Jimmy says, if only Reina Panchan was interested in MMA, Reina versus Reina would be incredible. Well, you know, Jimmy, if you ended up seeing my interview with Panchan, which was, I think, in December, so a while ago. But I did ask her about MMA. And yes, she's not interested at the moment, but she made it. She kind of said, you know, similar thought to Reyna, who, you know, conquered shoeboxing, essentially, right, Steve? Did everything she could, and she's kind of openly admitted that's how she felt about it. I mean, what, she was 35, 5-1 and one or whatever, so pretty dominant over her time there. Yeah. Uh, Panchan wants to do kind of the same thing and solidify herself as, you know, the best kickbox female kickboxer that she possibly can do everything she can. And then I could see her coming over to MA. That's kind of how she said it too. It's like, I, I have a lot of the best there. female kickboxer right now. And right. I mean, it's just do MMA, but where would she fight? You could fight. You could fight in the Adam weight division. I mean, I mean, 103, right? <laughs> she kind of fight, fights around that that range. Uh, yeah. And I mean, she was kind of packing on some muscle uh, recently. I was looking at uh, some, some photos she was posting. Looked like she's working on that. So who knows? Who knows? But anyway, that was the main event. Good stuff there. But Love as you. Steve mentioned, we did have another fight in the Adam White division uh, before this one. So let's talk about that one. Pretty, pretty damn close one, Steve. I don't know if you caught it. I didn't watch this fight, but I saw the, I saw the clip. I saw clips. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Mizuki Nisei Oshiro gets the job done against Eric Hoga via split decision. 
This one, I'm curious to hear the chat's thoughts on this, uh, who they thought won, if they saw it, because I think there was a pretty decent argument for Koga. Um, maybe that's me thinking a little bit more with the unified rules in mind, because the, the case here was pretty much Nisei's top control to against Koga's damage everywhere else. At least that's how I feel about it. She had more top time, but I feel yeah. like in terms of damage, you know, Koga... I mean, of course, she had a bloody nose, as you can see right there towards the end of it. But overall, the entire fight, I feel like Koga landed a bit better, was more effective in all areas, especially the striking man. She, you know, we talk about Takabayashi, who still absolutely adore. And then we look at Koga, who beat Takabayashi in her fight before this. Koga's a very solid, you know, 20-year-old prospect as well. Like, she was very sharp on the feet in this one. Had some pretty good, you know, power to her shots. Uh, I would recommend definitely watching this one if you didn't, just to get a glimpse of Koga. This was like anybody watched it. What's that? It doesn't seem like anybody watched it. Jin said, "Yeah, we did not see this one." Rain said, "I skipped it." Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, come on, guys, you can go back and check it out once it's on YouTube. I don't think it's there yet, but they're not uh, on YouTube yet. I, yeah. I looked earlier. I was yeah, going to watch the Rana fight again. Right. Uh, definitely worth checking it out, though. Uh, I'm still, I'm still not who sold on Nisei, you know, being something just yet at Adam weight, like she's lost to all the other better prospects. Uh, beat Koga here in, in a close one, like I said. I uh, really like what I saw from Koga, though. If she can work on kind of her grappling defensive issues, perhaps. Um, she could do good, because on the feet, she looked very, very good here. So Chris, that was... Christopher said, for what it's worth, um, he gave it to Koga. He gave yeah. it to Yeah, I mean... I, I could I was kind of leaning that way, but um, you know I think that control and more dominant positions is kind of something that uh, in Asia will get maybe a little bit more love. But I don't know. It was very close either way. It wasn't a robbery, but yeah, Chuck saying it was a good fight, fun, scrappy. We're missing out. Yeah, there were a lot of good uh, scrambles too, actually. So I mean, it wasn't <laughs> like Koga wasn't holding her own. She just found herself kind of on the bottom a little bit more than Nisa. Yeah. That's for sure. So. uh yeah, no, it, it was definitely a fun fight. And I mean, uh, I see a lot of potential with Koga. Like I said, still not totally sold on how far Nisei can go, but good for her. Gets the win in her hometown. Maybe some home cooking. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it it, it been. was. Who knows? Yeah, so. I'll go back and watch uh, it as soon as they put them up on YouTube. I want to watch I want to watch the fights that I did miss anyway. For sure. There was some uh, some good action indeed. Um, they should probably be up, I would imagine, by tomorrow, this week for sure. So definitely stay prepared for that, you guys. But yeah, just the two on Ryzen 32 in Okinawa. Good stuff there, of course. As we move on to UFC Vegas 43, which I've seen already that people weren't too thrilled about it. And admittedly, it wasn't a great card, Steve. It wasn't that great. <laughs> so, no, what, one, um, one finish? Yeah. Just one. And the um, fights weren't, they just weren't that good, Drake. It, you know, we're, we're positive, typically. We like, we just like to see the fights. And, but the card just wasn't good. The commentary was god fucking awful. You listened? I, I mean, I did, I tried to, you know, I had it on. And then I was, just, I was like, oh, this, this is it. I can't fucking do it. I can't, I can't do it with DC anymore. Like I, it, I can't do it with that guy anymore. There, what did he say? He said something in one of the fights that was like 
what the fuck? What fight was it? Um, was it Pinero? The Pinero fight? I mean, he said a lot of ridiculous shit uh, on this card. <laughs> Maybe it'll come to mind when we start talking about right, it. I think right. it was one of the women fights, though. Well, he definitely did in the main event, so let's get right to that. Um, my goodness. And so, as bad as this card was overall, um, I think that the main event got a lot of unnecessary criticism. I thought this was a, a fun fight. I mean, both both women brought it, and uh, obviously one came out on top with some interesting scores. I actually had this uh, all five to the winner, but uh, yeah. alas, Steve, uh, Ketlin spoils things here. Yeah, I mean, she's very good, right? She had She had a hiccup. She bounced back against a former champion. Um, Drake, to me, she even though she won the fight, she held back a little bit. She could have let those hands go a lot more. She had, she was, she was hitting Misha Tate with her jab. She was throwing combos and they were, and she, she was clipping Misha Tate. She was hurting her. She should have just let go, let go. She probably could have got the finish at some point. So I, I understand what you're saying. And the thing, the thing about that kind of uh, assessment though, um, and all, which, which was very, that was kind of, I think not what annoyed me most about commentary, but commentary DC and Dean Thomas specifically were saying that a lot, how Ketlin's just not letting her hands go. Like they made it, they kind of overdid that where they made it sound like she was losing, but it's like, they just she wanted her to do that. Yeah. yeah but no, she, she didn't need to do that is the thing. Like, yeah, it no. would have been great. But she, she was doing she fine. Yeah, she didn't need, necessarily need to do it. But if she was going for, if she wanted to, to really just put a stamp on this shit, I beat a champion. I'm fucking here. She, she could have, she could have strike, let her 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 strikes go a little bit more, and maybe maybe finish Misha. I don't know. Yeah, it's certainly possible. Um, I, I just feel like I think by this time I had commentary turned off, so I don't even know. I don't know what they were saying. Yeah, well, not a bad decision at all. It was uh, pretty rough in that fifth round. Um, I just think I think there was a whole lot of unnecessary criticism of Ketlin here because I thought she looked, you know, fantastic. I, like I said, I think she won every round. You know me, uh, Misha's one of my favorites all time, but. Um, I struggled to see her get one there. I mean, just when you look at impact and damage, it was, it was all Ketlin. Um, you know, yeah. obviously we look at the stats here and uh, it was very close numbers wise, as you can see from uh, Misha just being 10, 10 less that she laid. And even thrown, they threw practically the same amount. Um, a Misha takedown, which I don't even remember when that happened in the fourth round uh, for a minute, 34. I don't remember that sequence at all, but I mean, just the impact. Everything was more effective for, for Ketlin, I think. Um, yeah, I, I thought she looked great overall. And yes, I understand exactly what you're saying with, you know, go get the finish, make a statement. But this was still a statement performance, I think. This is, Steve, this is what we needed to see from her after her, since she got knocked out, right? Like this was kind of going back, maybe not exactly to the old ketlin 100 but it was very damn close maybe like 90 percent back to the old ways and you talk about maybe being more aggressive going for the finish like it was probably still a little bit of flashbacks of what happened against aldana because if you go and look back at that aldana fight 
she was pressing hard and going for the kill on that one. And she was winning the fight against Aldana, then she got clipped. But that's because she was attacking forward a lot looser than she did here. You know, this was a lot different. And uh, maybe showing off some some um, new wrinkles. You know, you guys think about it that way as uh, from the perspective of, okay, she's learning new ways to fight. If one fighter only has one gear and they never learn, that's not a good thing either. So I look at this as a very positive perspective uh, and performance from Ketlin being able to change things up a lot. And I mean, the corner advice, that was a weird thing. I don't, we're not going to falter for that, but like, what was um, the corner saying? In the first round, particularly, uh, they were really upset with her kind of shooting for the takedown, which I did call it. I said that she would shoot first, but <laughs> it was uh, not needed. So mm. kind of kind of some mixed fight IQ with bad cornering, I think, uh, in this yeah, fight. Yeah, she's it was not a exactly bad Well, that's not true, but um, not in this or fight anyway. Misha is the wrestler. Yes, that as well. Um but no, this was, uh, I think, overall, a very, very good performance from Ketlin. And uh, what what we needed to see compared to her last three fights. Um, she looked last big, didn't she? Yeah. No, she's definitely a very big bantamweight. Yeah. She's very solid thick. for the division. She's kind of like um, Norma Dumont type body, body type. She's I think she's probably a little bit taller, but yeah, that's fair. But she has like the big, the big bottom half. Right. You know, the big legs. Yeah. Very strong. Indeed. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with her. Now, that kind of screws things up a little bit, Steve, because of, uh, I mean, it depends on kind of how everything else goes. What I mean, was you she could. Ranked? Was she ranked 10? Uh, no, she was right above Misha. So whatever Misha was, it, she was right in front. Seven and eight, I think. Oh, shit. Okay. Um. So, I mean, you could do Ketlin versus Holly. I think we still we should still okay. do GDR versus Aldana. Those are probably the ones to go with now. Um, and then, I don't know. She's seven. Misha's eight. Yeah, I mean, there's Miranda Randomy, Holly Holm. Aldana's obviously not going to fight her. Um, Pena is fighting the champion, unfortunately. And then there's Aspen Ladd. Who I would actually like to see Misha fight Aspen Lad. Um because there right. was, <laughs> there's kind of heat. That makes sense now. If Misha won, that wouldn't have made sense, but now it makes right. sense. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't know if if Aspen Lad will 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 fight down like that. There's also that too. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how that all plays out, that's for sure. Maybe there's uh, enough hate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's. I think it might just be more criticism than I don't know about actual hatred there, but yeah. obviously, uh, it's probably just it's actually probably just Misha talking shit, professionalism and kind of, and stuff. and saying, basically shrugging it off. Yeah, I mean, she's not in a position really to you know, fire back, you know, after what she uh, did or didn't do necessarily. But anyway, uh, Yusuf is here. Again, he says, Ketlin V has so much potential. Yes, she does. Uh, if she's gun-shy versus Tate, imagine how gun-shy she'll be versus Nunez. Well, here's the thing, Yusuf, about that is, is it even necessarily the smartest approach to 
going crazy you know, against Nunez. I don't know. I think that her counter approach in this fight not at all might be better. Uh, who knows? Um, but I think she'd maybe try and mix in her wrestling a bit more too against uh, Nunez. Who knows? We'll see. But I, I'm still definitely curious to see how that fight would go. That was uh, one that I was very much looking forward to when Ketlin was on her undefeated run. But we'll see. We'll see. And then Ghost with a spoiler says that uh, next week's uh, Fan Punch Breakdown will be featuring this fight. So there we go. Nice. Jimmy says, Ketlin looked slow. I thought Misha's ring awareness was actually better, but kept running into counters. Um, I don't know if I agree with the slow part, but yeah, Misha definitely was struggling in that. Uh, she wasn't slow. I think I just think that she was methodical. Like what right. Drake was saying, she was just, you know, she was more aware of what was going on and she wasn't a crazy woman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well said. Um, Go says, not as bad as the cornering from uh, for Aspen Lad. One guy saying double jab, the other saying right hand into clinch. Conflicting info. That's never good. Um, <laughs> Chris uh, asks, what should be, what do you want to see next for Misha? He'd like McMahon or Pennington. We just kind of said maybe the Aspen Lad fight could work. Uh, and Sarah McMahon just got booked against. Um, who is she fighting now? We just talked about this, Steve, yeah, didn't we? Did. Um, oh, was it last week? I think it was last week. Yeah, I think so. Oh, it's Carol Hosa. It's Carol Hosa. Oh, so yeah, Hosa, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, the Pennington rematch, that one works too. But um, yeah, I, I I think because we don't even know if Lad, Lad honestly, obviously shouldn't make Bantamweight anymore. She shouldn't try, no. you know, <laughs> just be a featherweight, even though I don't want to talk about the featherweight division. I do not, but I'm saying she should clearly not try and make this cut anymore because it's too much for her but uh if she can figure shit out get away from jim west and probably not going to happen but you know re regroup with uh the nutrition shit then that would be great but with that in mind i think chris is probably on the money there with pennington rematch why not i mean i'm sure misha wouldn't hate to get that one back so that would be but fun. uh pennington's busy with uh raging panda too right so yeah <laughs> A lot of crazy fights happening here so yeah we'll see how it shakes out the top uh, everybody other than who jermaine durandamy and me aldana home kind of the top ones yeah kunitskaya pregnant right right so everybody's taken yeah which is kind of a good thing to see at bantamweight so no it's a very it's a very good thing yeah, indeed. But that was the main event. Sad to see Misha lose, but I am quite impressed with the Ketlin performance. Yeah, so. it's good to see Vera win, win, though. You know, I mean, she's a very good fighter. Yes, very much so. And you know who else is a goddamn good fighter? Steve, Miss Tyler Santos. <laughs> yeah, um, well, she ended Calderwood uh pretty easily first round um just joanne had nothing for her she should have kept the col the calder in the wood man <laughs> oh man i had a i had a r-rated joke ready to go right there but i will not use it now um <laughs> that was a layup uh yes tyler santos 
looked fantastic in this fight. Not surprised. I mean, I, I mean, I guess surprised. I didn't think she'd finish her, Steve. We predicted, did we both predict decision here? I mean, I know I did. Um, but my goodness. Mm -hmm. uh, Tyler's no longer going to pick Joanne until she takes the caller back. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, we were already on that uh, hype train for Tyler Santos. We knew she was yeah. legit. And yeah. this Very. was absolute perfect. Not even a reminder, but I don't even know what to call it. You know, just a statement. I mean, a reminder that she is not primarily a grappler, Steve, because that was the brilliance of her past three fights was she made everybody forget that she's a fucking Muay Thai phenom, you know, like. The first person to drop JoJo, and she did it twice within like 30 seconds. Yeah. So and then perfect. submitted her. Um, this was incredible stuff. Uh, I mean, I think that we we knew she'd be a title challenger. Um, uh, but now's the time, man. She should get the title shot next. I I'm fully confident in that. Who else are you gonna give it to? I know Andrea Lee's the other person, but four in a row, and Tyler Santos just did that, and like I said, reminded us how dangerous she is everywhere. Um it's impressive, man. She's very, very good. Uh, and and th this is what I've been saying, Steve. I think since like the Jillian Robertson fight was, in theory, in yeah. theory, a fighter with this overall, these overall abilities, but has a Muay Thai base similar to Valentina. I think that's someone who could do pretty well against her, and she's got you know a great frame. Like Tyler Santos looks like, in theory, you know, the person who could give Valentina a run for her money. So I am very, I want to see that fight very badly. Um, yeah. So and yeah. I don't know about if she can give her a fight on run for her money. So it's in theory. In yeah. Theory. <laughs> Jesus, until we see it, I, yeah. I guess, you know, it's just one of those things. But exactly. yes, she's very good. Is it going to be too fast again? Like, are we, gonna see another prospect go down just because there's nobody else against valentina shevchenko i that's the one thing that i that is annoying to me about valentina shevchenko being a champion is she just keeps on she's beating everybody no matter who they fucking throw at her prospect or not yeah but it's like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Even though yeah, at this yeah. at this stage, I mean, yeah, no, I, like you said, who else is there? Lee, and that's it. Yeah, and I've seen I've seen some people mention that they should fight next. I'm like, no, absolutely not, <laughs> definitely not. Uh, we should mention Alexa Grasso, who was supposed to fight in this one as well, but uh, she she you know she's got to win another one at least before getting a title shot too. Um, There's Ada Ujo as well. Yes, yeah, but we've seen her set back even. So, like the momentum that both uh, Andrea Lee and Tyler Santos right. have right now is like unmatched compared to everybody else. Um, yeah, Chris. Chris says, uh, as a Brit, gutted for JoJo. Don't know if we'll see her in the rankings again. I'd like to see her fight Roxy, maybe. Well, Chris, Roxy's next fight is her last one, man. So, uh, Casey O'Neill, and then off into the sunset for and Roxy. I don't think they would fight anyway because they're teammates. Teammates, yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, I mean, I felt like this was kind of the last push or last hope for Jojo to put together a shot at the title. Um, it's just not going to happen anymore. I think there's, there's no She's doubt about be that. Unfortunately, ass now, Drake. 
for taking that Jennifer Maya fight. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah, the that worst possible thing that she could have done for her career. I don't know who talked her into doing that. If she did it herself, like, I, my fucking mind is still blown by that shit. <laughs> yeah, did not quite work out, did it? Um, Yusuf says, what a monster, Tyler Santos. <laughs> Give her that title shot. Agreed. Yeah. Jimmy says, more like Tyler Santos chopped wood down. <laughs> hey, well played. Um, Yusuf says, got a feel for JoJo. Had the title shot, missed that payday. Exactly, yep. as Steve was saying. Uh, Go says, JoJo using the long guard while backing was painful to watch. She was just asking for a rear straight down the line. Got a taste. Just uh, quickly. She had she had a little. Did she even hit Santos at all? Like I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> not that we can remember. Nothing significant. No, I literally, don't even remember. Yeah, uh, Ruth says Valentina is unstoppable, the most complete human being on the face of the earth. I won't disagree with that. Um, <laughs> <Bruce>. <laughs> uh Ruth says, "Why does it go to a breakdown of the most skilled fighter ever?" Uh, he says, why indeed, Rue, why indeed? <laughs> there we go. We'll let them sort that out. But uh, yes, that was Santos. Drake, can we talk about how good the Brazilian ranked women are right now? Yeah, sure. So, why, who else are you thinking? No, dude. I'm looking at the rankings right now in flyweight. There's Santos, Andrade, Maya, Araujo, and Strawweight. No, no, that was flyweight. Sorry, and yeah, strawweight, yeah. Rodriguez, Mackenzie Dern, Lemos, Hebus, Jandiroba, and I guess you can put Gadela up there. I don't know what the fuck she's doing with her life. <laughs> and then in bantamweight, there's only a couple with, of course, Vera, who we talked about, and then Carol Hosa. Yep. Dude, that's they're a lot, coming. Though. The Brazilians are coming, bro. It's about fucking time. Yeah, it's quite a resurgent wave now that you mentioned that. That's uh. Yeah. That's interesting. Dude, I was looking at the rankings right now, and I was like, "Holy shit, they're everywhere! They're everywhere <laughs> in the women's rankings." And it, not even just in the UFC. Look at uh, Juliana they're, Velasquez, they're the Bellator, <laughs> Bruna like, Allen just looked great last week. <laughs> crazy man! They're, they're they're we're gonna have a lot of Brazilian champions soon. I'm telling you, Marina, she's coming for that shit. Um, and yeah, we'll see what Tyler Santos can do. My goodness, Carol Hosa, another one. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of options. So there's a lot, a man. Brazilian takeover coming back. Wow. Um, indeed. But as we move on in this card, uh, one of the earlier fights on the night, uh, Loopy just can't get enough, and she gets the job done, Steve. Yeah. Um, you know, it's weird, man. Loma is Loma's so good, right? She's so undersized. Like it's, it's been the problem. Uh, uh, like it's, it, it's annoying. I would love for her just to fight somebody her own size, and oh, it's yeah. never gonna happen in the UFC. Never. Yes. Yeah. Yep. The division isn't there. Loma is an atom weight. Um, uh, naturally. Like I'm happy for for Loopy. Of course I am. But you know. Loma's got my heart. Her Muay Thai is phenomenal. You know, she uses she uses the clinch great. She's the knees, the elbows. You know, she's dirty, dude. So I want to see her do 
dirtiness again. And she's just not going to do that in the UFC. She just isn't. And it hurts me to say that. <laughs> well, that's the thing we've been saying, right? For since, since Loma kind of started putting some momentum together was that there's a handful of people she will beat purely based off of her skill set, which she has done, but yeah. she's never going to be top 15 because those girls are skilled and bigger than her. Like, yeah. It's just like, unfortunate. No matter how good she gets, compared to that poor girl. Yes, yeah, and uh, you know, here was a decent sample size. We're like, Loopy's not even that much bigger than her, right? Like, not like a big difference compared to, let's say, uh, if Marina was the fighter. Like, could you imagine seeing Marina versus Lomo would look like that? Would look crazy. I mean, geez, Marina looked pretty, you know, a good bit bigger than Watterson. Um, yeah, so. The thing, the thing here was just that you know, as we knew, Loopy was going to be kind of stronger overall, and um, in this fight, that was that was essentially the story of it. You know, she really leaned on her wrestling as things went on. As you can see in the second round, there she had almost the entire round uh, of control. Um, I did think that Loma actually won the first round. I thought she kind of landed better, and you know, she had a nice, uh, nice trip on uh, Loopy herself there. Um, but then ultimately, Loopy was able to turn around late. Uh, I mean, Loma just defended actually very well. As you can see, one of four, yeah. uh, her takedown defense was on point at the beginning uh, until, you know, the very end there where Loopy did get her down. But, yeah, it looked great in the first, and then Loopy really found her timing uh, in the second and third round, hit some hit some big takedowns there, and that was pretty much the story of it. And so Loopy looked good. Gets back in the win column, but, of course, still – uh, good at straw weight aside from the debut, but the fight before was at flyweight on short notice. She breaks what the record or sets the record for most active three fight back to back spree or whatever it is. Either way, she did that. So good for her. Gets the win. We'll see what this means for both of them next. But yeah, it was. Uh, I don't even know what's next for Loma. Like it, Loopy, there's she has all kinds of ma matchups for her. But like Christopher saying, Loma is just wasted in the UFC. It's true. It it's a disservice. It sucks to say that, but it's true, man. Just let her go. Let her let her go. Be free, and and rise in her one or something. Oof. Well, even one that that wouldn't work because she'd still be on her size to yeah, there. But uh, yeah, no, like she was to go back to Invicta, go fight in Deep Jewels a little bit. Like yeah, get rise in all those areas. We could see some some excellent stuff there. Like, who wouldn't want to see, you know, Loma versus Kana, anything like that? Um, list goes on and on. Fighters that she, you know, has is the same size as. Um, Go says uh, if she's the most complete human. Oh, they're talking about the Valentina still. <laughs> if she's the most complete human, then she doesn't need a breakdown. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. uh, Go says Rain called this fight though. Um, and he says, after Rain mentioned Sylvia um, versus Loma, I saw the three fights they had. Sylvia would knee slide into range and stick her with right hands. It's a habit that Loma will never fix because of her kicking game. Uh, if I were to give Loma's opponent a scouting report, it would be to attack her with level changes in right hands. There Whoa, you go. Whoa, coming out of left field. Yes, I know. He's, he's not a fan of Marina. <laughs> Uh, yes, we've gone back and forth on that a little bit, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, Chris says Loma versus Stampin' One could do kickboxing, Muay Thai, and MMA. Hey, 
That'd Steph be cool. would be fun. But <laughs> again, she's probably bigger than Loma. Right. Right. But she'd probably be one of the more closer sized ones. But I like what you're thinking there, Chris. Um, so yeah, bummer for Loma. Good for Loopy. Another one of those fights, you know, like Reyna and me, me where, oh man, one of them has to lose. That's a bummer. But yeah. But I mean, you can see it coming for Loma. Just, you know, she's just not going to be, it's just not going to work out for her in the UFC. It just isn't. Yep. Not at straw weight. No. But also at straw weight, to kick off the night, we saw Luana Pinero keep on keeping on, Steve. Yeah, I didn't watch this fight, but I saw the Pinero did beat Sam Hughes by a decision, unanimous decision, 30-27s and a 29-28. So one of the judges gave Sam Hughes the probably the first round, right? Was it the first round for Sam Hughes? Um, I think. I think they actually did, but it probably should have been the third round if they were going to. No, there's no way it was the first. It had to be the third. You know, the, the first two were definitely uh, Luana's best. And then in the second round, she even knocked her down there. Um, you know, could have maybe finished with a little bit more aggression. But um, yeah, third round, she slowed down, but not not like she was gassed. It was kind of, yeah. I think, more reserving, which I thought was a good thing just because we know Luana's a hell of a finisher. <clears throat> you know, we expected her to go in and do her thing, get real aggressive fast. Yes, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, we saw that from Luana early on, just um, in the end, wasn't able to fully capitalize and Sam survived because as we know, Sam Hughes is very goddamn tough. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and then kept on ticking in the third round, which was going to be her <clears throat> best round or best chance to kind of, she had to weather the storm and then uh, wear down Luana by being <laughs> so tough ultimately, but wasn't able to do that. And Luana keeps on keeping on as well. So I think I said this last week in the preview, Sam Hughes is not helping herself by taking all of these short notice fights. She, needs to regroup regroup take a breather regroup get a camp in get a camp in for for a fighter and go fight that person maybe we'll see the best sam hughes i don't feel like we're not seeing the best sam hughes because she's not getting a full camp and she's just not getting the break that she needs in between fights yeah uh, you know, I, I think i, I get totally it true. i get what she's doing totally get what she's doing she wants to make money man i get it but you can't just keep on fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. And I mean, she's losing these fights. <laughs> yeah. No, it's I think, like, I think it's that's not like she's gone like two and one, three and one in these fights. No, she's literally lost all of her UFC fights, which have all come on short notice. Yeah. She's hurting, yeah, no, she's hurting herself. Yeah. And, um, wouldn't be surprised if you know that was the last time for her. Uh, probably, you know, should be. Unfortunately, um, I mean, that sucks for her because she, you know, she's she's doing, she's giving the UFC what they want is a, a fighter who's going to just come in and fight whomever, whenever it doesn't matter. So they should give her time to re regroup and get a full camp in. 
for one specific opponent. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. And um, Jimmy says, shouldn't Hughes be better since she faced better competition? She faced uh, Tisha as her debut. Well, well I mean, Tisha, <laughs> that was just a molly whopping by Tisha Torres. I mean, she just, she annihilated poor Sam Hughes. <laughs> well, I mean, I, Jimmy, I think that Steve pretty much nailed the whole assessment there about uh, Sam just being too trigger happy, I suppose, in terms of taking these fights, you know, yeah. prepare, prepare a little bit better, you know, take some time. I get it. Fine. As you said, Fine. make your money, but that's all it's happening. You know, it's the, the bank accounts getting fatter, but it's not going to last, unfortunately, at this rate. Um, but Luana looked good. Uh, unsurprisingly, you know, everywhere the fight went uh, was quite solid there. Reagan asks, would Hughes versus Frey be a fair fight? Not right now. You know, Jen's on a winning streak, and uh, we'll actually talk about her later, but um, fair? I mean, technically, Reign, they'd all be fair fights, right? They're all professionals, but uh, no, that fight does not make any sense right now either. Um, I mean, Sam Hughes has lost, was it four in a row now? At least three. Um, yeah, it's... There's no UFC fights, unfortunately, don't make sense for her at the moment. But it's not a knock on her, just how it's gone. So, no, I mean, she's dude, she's willing, she's obviously willing to to fight whoever, and it doesn't matter when it is. It's just, it's not the right, it's not the right thing to do for for herself. I mean, who am I though? Who am I to say what's right and wrong for her? But I mean, that's just. You know, I'm seeing what's happening. So I think it's a fair critique. The results have not been there. So, yeah. Yep. So on that note, that was UFC Vegas 43. Quite the roller coaster, <laughs> I guess you could say, in terms of assessments and takeaways. But uh, that Adrian Yanez fight was great, though. That was very good. And I... I think he might have lost it, but it was very close. It was very fun. Um, good stuff there. Uh, I definitely don't agree with Davey Grant winning all three rounds, but I think the last two, he had a very strong case. Yeah, for. somebody, one of the judges gave him all three, right? Yes. Yeah, gave Davey. It was a split decision. Yeah, that was not good. He definitely did not win the first round. No chance. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Jen asking what fight would make sense for her, assuming still mean uh, Sam Hughes, and he says a person just debuting. I mean, yeah, probably not even. That's that's the only way. If she was to stay, or or Hannah Cyphers, <laughs> they can fight out for the roster spot. Uh, <laughs> but it's just like you know, I don't I don't think yeah no indeed. Uh, the, I don't think the strawweight division necessarily needs them as I. Kind of hate to say that, you know, because again, don't want to see people lose their jobs and that kind of thing. No. As Alvin would say, Alvin's not here yet, but when you're supposed to be supposed to be the premier MA organization on the planet, kind of need to have some standards, I think. So it's a double edged sword. Um, yeah. Anyway, that was UFC Vegas 43, folks. And we had one other fight that happened over the weekend, and I have not seen it yet, unfortunately, but I got to mention it because it is one of the most, it may be the most underrated fighter of all time as uh, Miss Sarah Kaufman, former Strike Force champion. She defeats Jesse Mille, uh, 
who is my biggest fan. Um, <laughs> she defeated her by first round TKO in a featherweight bout at BTC 13. Steve, I imagine I you didn't see this yet either. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it's on YouTube yet or whatnot, but um, I will definitely get around to it because obviously it was not that long. Gets a TKO at 356. Uh, I'm assuming that's a still shot of when the TKO happened. Uh, good for Sarah Kaufman. I mean, yeah. I just. It's good to see her back in the cage fighting somebody. Yeah. First time since the PFL season last year or not even last year, 2019, last year. right? Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Because um, they didn't have a last year. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, nonsense. It's it's a complete, completely criminal that Sarah Kaufman is not signed to a major organization. Primarily the UFC. She should be in the UFC, <laughs> hands down. Never should have left. Uh, one of the you know best bantamweights of all time. A top 10 bantamweight now. This was a featherweight fight, obviously, but... She should be in friggin' Bellator somewhere. Doesn't matter where. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that would be fine too if she's gonna, you know, take these featherweight fights. But at bantamweight, you know, that's just where she's always been. And uh, be clearly, better, better competition than Kat Zingano for Chris Cyborg or, you know, uh, Shanae Kavanaugh. Yeah, that's not inaccurate. And clearly, she is still you know, ticking. Uh, I mean, hey, finished Jesse Mele when uh, Julia Budd could not. Um, if you want to make some MA math comparisons here, I mean, Jesse yeah. Mille also beat Talita Noguera. Like, yeah, Sarah Kaufman could definitely hang in the Bellator division. She's fucking good. She's very good. It's yeah. it's insane that she's not on one of these bigger stages. And I kind of like that you mentioned Bellator, Steve, because obviously the relationship with Coker is there from the Strike Force days. So who knows? Maybe, maybe they'll pick her up after this. I mean, they should if they're smart. UFC should. If they didn't hate her for whatever reason, yeah. it's got it's got to be backstage politics bullshit. Like nothing makes sense. Uh, but we've like heard little rumors over the years um, that that's kind of the case. But I have never heard why. Um, but yeah, yeah Sarah Kaufman is uh, a legend, a pioneer. My my books, perhaps the most underrated fighter of all time. When you just look at her her career. Um, so yeah. Good for her. Gets the win. Very happy to see it for her. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll check this fight out as soon as I can. If it's on YouTube already, I don't know, but I will look after this. And you guys should too. Because again, only about four minutes long. So <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, oh, yes. I apologize, Yusuf. Uh, I missed that because we got sidetracked with the other comments. But he asked, um, can you answer the question about how good is Lemos? He doesn't watch and or no, he, he doesn't know much, uh, and he said he knows that she has big power, obviously, because she can knock people out. But, uh, yeah, no, Lemos is very good, Yusuf. She, uh, I, she is rightfully where she is now in the division, making, uh, well, I don't know exactly what she's ranked, but whatever it is, she should be definitely in that top. She's ranked. I, I mentioned her, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, no, she's, she's very good. That. She's 11. Okay, yeah, so that's good. That's top 12-ish. Angel Hill. Right. Uh, yeah, Lemos, very good, though. Yusuf, she she can do it all. Um, you know, she does have, I think, the BJJ in the back pocket as well. We've seen her show off that grappling. And I remember the Mizuki fight and uh, some others as well has some submissions. She's very good. And obviously, the power is just what's standing out now. And I mean, she's dropped all of her opponents. So yeah. that's the big thing. But uh, good power, mad power. Yes. She is quite good i would hey yusuf i mean do if you want to do some homework man i would wreck her fights are never boring obviously so 
go uh check yeah i don't think that she's had a boring fight yeah indeed so <clears throat> just fun stuff at strongweight as always so uh yeah angela hill uh worried for her a little bit in that one yusuf <laughs> let's put it that way so uh should be fun though should be fun but anyway you guys those were all the fights and the brunt of this show because really not a lot happening currently but everything just happened got it out of the way before the holidays so all the recaps and now we dive into the mailbag which is a little barren but it's got some yeah, <laughs> interesting stuff in here which i kind of want to tackle right away and i don't even know if we should answer but you know what i'm talking about steve it's uh it's uh it is what it is but we'll start things off with our man the other steve let me open this real quick let me open the mailbag um we might have addressed it already yes we did but since head kick steve asked got to just you yeah. know say for his part uh he says where do the losers from tate versus viera go seems fairly fairly clear i mean it depends on obviously what happens with everything else because there's a lot of things going on as uh, steve mentioned with i think as chris mentioned the pennington fight is that's a good rematch to do but i guess if she wins or loses against panda it doesn't really matter you know what i mean you could do it either way but um and then what aspen lad ends up doing with her career that's a big question mark but she's got nothing going on so if she can healthily get to 135 i think that's a good one could you imagine um, if she took the fight against me against misha tate and she didn't make weight oh my god misha yes. tate would just never shut the fuck up <laughs> uh, i mean i don't think anybody would i think we'd all crucify her even more for that <laughs> that would be bad yeah. um so yeah uh as for ketlin uh head kick steve um i think probably the holly home fight i think that's pretty clear the one to do uh yeah. remake remake gdr and aldana all day and then uh you can have it would be like a little mini tournament kind of depending on how things shake out right because obviously some of them have mixed and matched but um yeah i think that's pretty clear and then nunez will just kind of have to wait which i don't think is a problem but yes. Um, all right. So since we are in the mailbag and we'll get to kind of the silliness that I'll address here momentarily uh, and see you, Yusuf. Thanks for hanging, buddy. He's got to right, go. See ya. Um, Rue says, Whaley question of the day. <laughs> Why is the media saying that Whaley, even with training with the simulated booze, is still an excuse for UFC 261? Um, okay, so I guess this guess this kind of ties in a this little goes, bit yes. <laughs> to what we're about to get to. Um, uh, and yeah, James is right. Man mailbag isn't that good anymore since Ghost got his own segment. Yeah, that's uh, true. Um, and YouTube isn't asking crazy ass questions anymore. You guys like scared him off or something. Yeah, that's that's very likely. But anyway, let's uh, let's address kind of what Sammy's bringing to the table here, which um, is kind of something. And Sammy, I'll preface this by saying, buddy, you know, I appreciate you so much for, you know, all your thoughts and contributions that you've made, your interest in the show and the support, all that I really do. 
But um, he asks, why are media members and the MA community questioning Whaley's title run? Here are some of the narratives. One elbowed Andrade in the back of the head. So that was a fluke win. Two robbed Joanna of a clear victory. So another fluke win. Two Rose Dame her twice, so she's not an elite straw weight. Uh, for her path to the title was too easy. She was one of the most fraudulent records. Yada, yada. When RDA or Hannah Brown lost titles, there was no mention of these. By the way, I'm not trying to be negative. So here's the thing, Sammy. And I'm on, I'm not even really going to answer this question because the thing I'm noticing about some of your, your thought processes and comments is that I think you're very easily trolled, man, because I don't see any of this stuff. I only see it when you bring it up to me. And it's kind of, I don't have time for it anymore, man. I feel like this is, I think you're being very easily trolled by a bunch of, you know, fucking idiots out there because I have literally never heard about this elbow stuff with Andrade, uh, robbed against Joanna, a clear victory. That's easy, a troll opinion. Wherever you're seeing that, you're being trolled. Rose dominated her twice. That's not true either. Where's Cammy going? <laughs> is, he, is he on the UG? Are you on the UG, pal? Um, I mean, no, Drake, like this is literally the UG type shit. It's uh, it's just too much. Um, and I think you know, wherever you're seeing this stuff, Sam, you need to get off of it and yeah. don't and don't bring it to Twitter, us. <laughs> and if it's Twitter, get the fuck off Twitter too, because holy shit, homeboy, it might be Facebook because God oh, knows Facebook is cesspool. Yeah. And I wouldn't even say if the Facebook people are trolls necessarily. They're just actual dumbasses. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, like this, everything I'm reading from you is just uh, troll statements here. And this specifically, I know he, he had some another line of tweets here, which let's just look right at it. Um, he says, why does Whaley get a negative response when wearing the flag? But it's not the same with other countries. Again, it's, it's still kind of the same thing. Um yeah, obvious racist, you know, bigot, morons, whatever. It's all it is that you're seeing. Like, yeah, uh, I mean, Ghost thinks it's YouTube MMA, WMA well, shit. It could be YouTube as well. I don't know where Sammy's going, but wherever you are, buddy, you should not be there. Right. Like, no, no logical, sensible human is having these these kind of uh, opinions um i think that's and that is my opinion obviously but if i'm not seeing it and steve's not seeing it in our regular everyday lives when we're scrolling on whatever we are then that kind of i think tells you all you need to know um yeah so yeah just kind of had to address that sammy and don't want to sound rude or anything but I think you need a cleanse, man. You need a, a social media cleanse for wherever you're going, and it's somewhere you should not be. Um, so, yeah, we had a little bit of a, a tainted mailbag there today. <laughs> um, just how it goes. Uh, oh, Ghost, you're too kind. He says, this is the only channel that gives you the good takes. Hey, try to just be you know, unbiased and uh, tell it how it is around here. So, yeah, that was the mailbag, everybody. Um all right, so let's get to our one bit of news of the day. Just a single fight, and uh, I forget who it was. Apologies to you, but you mentioned Jin Yu Fry earlier. Well, Jin is back already. Looks to continue the momentum against Hannah Goldie, Steve. How do we feel about this one? February 26th. That's my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. <laughs> In advance. Yeah, Jin Yu Fry and Hannah Goldie. Um, 
not exactly the 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 best fight, but I mean, I I guess it'll be all right. You know, I mean, Jen is bounced back. It, it seems. Hannah, Goldie, she did she lose her last one? She lost her last one. Right? She beat Whitmire and then ah. Bel, lost to Belbita before that. Ah, which was not a good fight either. Um, the Whitmire fight. So yeah, I don't know what that what to think of this one. I mean, again, we can see one of them getting cut. Oh, I don't think Jen's gonna get cut. She's on a two fight winning streak now. She'd have to look really yeah, terrible. Who knows um, what the UFC's gonna do? <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. This fight, um, just I, you guys know, I want that that Penne fight. I want to see Jenny Fry versus Penne. I know they're both on winning streaks, kind of revitalizing their careers a bit. Um, maybe Penne more so, just with the finish in her last one and all that. But two former Invicta Adamweight champs. Give me that shit. I want that all day. I love me that story. I want to see that. The UFC refuses to give it to me. And I know Jessica just pulled out of her fight with um, what she was going to fight Luana on this last card. Um, don't know the reasons for it, but she seems okay, at least from her Instagram. Uh, doesn't appear to be an injury we can see. So either way, hope she's okay still. But um, that's the fight I want. I want Jin versus Penne. They won't give it to me. So now we got to deal with Hannah Goldie versus Fry, which is fine. I'll take it. Not super excited for it, but uh, I'm still here for it. It's it's whatever. Um, just giving Jen kind of that slow burn run, making her work for it with kind of matchups that aren't above her. You know what I mean? Like she's kind of just taking whatever it seems like in these kind of uh, cases here. But Hey, is what it is. Got to do you. Enjoy the run. I think that's what she's doing at this point, and uh, I think I'll probably slightly favor her in this one. Not a bad matchup. Should be should be all right. But I want the panic fight. Give me give me the Adam White lineage. God damn it. <laughs> so uh, even though that's one two where I don't want either of them to lose necessarily, but hey, I can't I can't win anymore. So <laughs> um, yeah. Jimmy addressing the mailbag. He says, I've seen that stuff on YouTube. That's why I go uh, here from now on. Yeah, I mean, YouTube and Facebook, easily the worst, right, Steve? Just garbage. Garbage, yeah. garbage people on the comments. For sure. Like, I don't even know if they're actually humans. Um, <laughs> Jen says, I know where Sammy gets those thoughts, but that is why I come here, because those idiots are not here. Well, most of the time. <laughs> hey, we haven't had too many idiots uh, in no. a while. It was kind of no. just like... There was that one idiot. There was just that one guy. Yeah, thankfully. Um, And Rue saying, he's also seen those narratives on YouTube channels that will not be named. There you go. But that's why this chat room is here. So we don't have ding-dongs being dumb. Very true. Um, We're not big enough yet. Yeah. (laughs) Comes with the territory. Yeah. Uh, Because trust me, we get some at SCMP plenty. Yeah. but yeah, all right. That was the news. All we got today, like I said, a light load for this show. So we're about to be done, Steve. I mean, we just got two more orders of business, one fight to preview, and then the fan of punch breakdown. And uh, fight that I didn't even know was happening. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't realize uh, that Ryzen was doing another another show this weekend. Yeah, so Ryzen Trigger first it is the very first rise and trigger events we'll be getting yeah. about four to five of those a year as they begin to ramp up the schedule this will be the debut in uh kobe and 
yeah, it is this weekend and fights in the cage, Steve. The trigger yeah. event will have the cage. Well, kickboxing, though, right? Uh, kickboxing and MMA. Oh. Yeah, so it's mixed. But the fight we are talking about here today is going to be the lone women's fight, which is a kickboxing match between Momoka Mandakoro and Miku. So you guys will remember Momoka from uh, the very first Rising Kickboxing fight against Rena Panchan. She did lose that fight, but put up a hell of a fight. She did. Um, very fun stuff. I mean, she is a tiny, tiny individual, stands at four foot nine. But uh, man, she always throws down. Very fun fighter to watch. Yeah. And uh, happy for her to kind of get this opportunity to be making history, right? As the first woman in the first two fights. And, you know, and then now she's going to be kickboxing in the cage for the first time in her career. She's had 40 kickboxing fights, Steve. So uh, here we go. Taking on Miku, who I believe looks like Jessica I's sister <laughs> or younger sister or something. Uh, I honestly don't know anything about Miku, but uh, I wanted to mention this, of course, because it is happening and all the elements about it. Uh, we know who Momoka really is. Know fights going on. Yeah, and the, yeah, we got nothing else to talk about. So, <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs> but uh, Momoka, great, great personality too. Very fun. Uh, if you saw, I did have Ron Broad Horizon episode 11, so you can get yourself ready for, uh, you know, her fights by going and checking out episode 11, which dropped last week. Um, Raina was also on that episode if you want to recheck that out. But yeah, Momoka fights this weekend. And I I don't know exact. I think Miku has around like seven or ten fights. Most people that Momoka goes against, she has the experience edge on, obviously, with having 40 fights. Yeah, she has um, like so many fights. Yeah. And then, you know, staying active here and trying to get the W against Miku in the cage. So I'm very fascinated to see kind of how uh, the kickboxing fights, maybe more than the MA fights play out here, Steve, because we've seen kickboxing in the cage before. One does that, but yeah. one does it with MMA gloves on, which let's get this out of the way. Stupid fucking really dumb. I hate that. <laughs> you know, like why, why add eye pokes it, the possibility if you don't need to, I don't know, but they do that. Or at least make the gloves. You can make them small, but cover the fingers. You know, they don't even do that. So mini rant out of the way. Uh, but we'll have regular rising kickboxing gloves on for this fight and all the kickboxing matches in the cage. Should be interesting. Should be interesting down that goes. But yeah, should be fun. But yeah, so by default, just have to give Momoka the uh, the pick here. Um, since she does have the experience, she is the veteran. Still, it is 28 years old, though. So um, she's really been staying busy. Do. Yes, indeed. Much shorter camps because, you know, less to work on uh, compared to MMA. But also, yeah, who knows if we'll, uh, we'll see Momoka in MMA at some point. She said she's always been interested in that. So got to get through Miku first and make a lasting impression uh, for the Ryzen Brass. Should be a good time. And look who's showed up. <laughs> Alvin! <laughs> he yeah, says, good evening. The UFC fights this weekend. <laughs> oh, he says, good evening, Mr. Riggs and Mr. King. What a phenomenal UFC event. All fights went to decision. What a display of heart and skill. And very nice to see that no one got seriously hurt. I fucking love him so much. <laughs> it's just the absolute antithesis of what everyone else says. <laughs> and I love it. I love it so much. Alvin is our positivity hipster and it's my favorite thing ever. 
we need more Alvins in this godforsaken world. Um, Sammy needs to hang out with Alvin. Yes, he really does. Uh, he really, really does. So, Sammy, let's link those two together, and Alvin can change Sammy's ways. <laughs> Get him on the right track to prosperity. Oh man. Um, Ghost here with an interesting point, though. He says, "I like four ounce Muay Thai." Uh, gloves and yeah. MMA just because they can't use the shell. Oh, that is a good well. point. Yep. But but like I said, they can still cover the fingers, man. Like you, sh there's no reason to allow mm -hmm. that extension. Need for kickboxing. Right. Right. Yeah. They, I think they can still do that. Right. There's there's tiny gloves that cover the fingers. Those exist. Yeah. Trevor so. Whitman has them. Yeah. Exactly. There's that. Um. And go says he meant kick. Oh yeah, too many yeah. kickboxers using the shell. Right, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're saying they disagree with Alvin. Well, that's what I'm talking about. So, uh, Rising Trigger is this weekend. For those of you that saw uh, Ryzen 32, I imagine you got that bundle deal. Then you already got Ryzen Trigger out of the way. I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Much better deal than just to get one over the other, but. Uh, this will be a good card in the main event is Kyohei Hagiwara, I, I believe, and Shoji. I think it's Hagiwara. Should be either way. Good card. Ryzen in the cage. You can't go wrong. It'll be. Uh, I think it'll be fun to have fun. Yeah. the usage of both enclosures. So, um, I mean, soccer kicks against the cage. Come on. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be insane if they can get him off. Oh yeah, some good violence there. But that's all we got. Everyone's uh, taking the holidays off, which I'm not going to complain Speaking about. Speaking of holidays, Drake, we got the end of the year coming. That is true. I I can't believe it. <laughs> I haven't been thinking about it, obviously. <laughs> yeah, no. I literally just thought about it right now. We have to get the awards ready. Get the get the categories. So, so if you guys want, if you guys can think of any categories, send them over. Send them over to Drake or I. Uh, Drake and I, um, so we can we can add them in. You know, give us some fun stuff. Give us give us fun fun stuff. It doesn't have to be necessarily fighter of the year, fight of the year. We'll still do those, of course. That. Yeah, we're gonna do those no matter what you guys say, um, because that's those yeah, are awards. I mean, that's what you do. But yeah, I, if you guys can think of anything, send them over to us, and we'll we'll do what we can with them. I love the award show, honestly. It's probably one of my favorite favorite themes. <laughs> so I'm all about all about giving out the, you know, kind of the respectful yeah. things. So, yeah. And last and, year's was fun. I do remember that. Oh, yeah. Last year's was great. I think we should get somebody on with us, though. Yeah. You know, like, Serena would be fun for that. I, I think it'd be fun to have people rotate in. You know, that'd be a little tough, but yeah, yeah I would say, how can we, how can we get, how, okay. All right. You're done. You're out. Time's up. Time's up. Uh, well, like, right, like having in. the, uh, the, uh, presenters kind of idea, you know, it's like, all right, come in. <laughs> Some, oh, that'd be sick if you could do it where like Turn it was somebody, it. somebody related, like they have some tie to the winner. That'd be cool, man. But that'd be pre-recorded. Oh yeah, that's that's very true. Hey, maybe well, we can make that happen. Probably not this year. I mean, we're at the end of the year. Yeah, I know. Thanksgiving <laughs> so, is literally in two days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know we'd have like three weeks in December to figure all that out. So yeah, I don't. 
I don't know if we can we can do that. Maybe next year we can think about that in like August. I'll see what I can do. I mean, we'll have to fi- we'll have to figure out who gets the the awards first, and then go from there. Do you think that Serena would be fun for that? You know, she's out. She's incredibly outgoing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a couple more that I can think of, but yes, absolutely. And Go says he's got some funny ones. All right, look forward to hearing it. Yep. So on that note, as Ghost mentions his ideas, it is time. Once again, for the Fan of Punch Breakdown, we had a week off last week. And this week, it is time for the Seoriyoshima Breakdown, who, you know, just got the big upset over Kana Asakura, launching herself right into the thick of things. A top atom weight presented herself as one of the very best atom weights in the world. Let's talk about her. Alvin, very excited. He says yes right away. <laughs> love to see it. Let's go full screen and get into things. All right. Oshima versus Asakura. Intrusive moments. Round one. We're going round by round here, folks. Kicking high early, even if it hits the arms, is a great strategy to limit the opponent's head movement. Jab feint forces a reaction from the opponent. Oshima lands a nice rear straight down the opponent's center line. Mislead front kick allows Oshima to attain outside foot position from open stance. Outside foot position allows Oshima to land a lead hook counter over the top of her opponent's jab. Attains outside foot position. Outside foot position allows Oshima to slip the lead jab and land her rear strike down the middle. Very nice. Oshima slips the rear straight and takes the inside foot position. Head control and underhook allows Oshima to break opponent's posture posture to set up the inside trip. Perfect. Right into it right there. Oshima consolidates the Kesekatame position, scarfold, by driving her post foot up and grounded uh, foot towards her opponent. I don't think there's, there was anything she could do that would have been better. Yeah, that was excellent. Arm control and wedge created by Oshima's grounded foot allows her to land free right hands. Delivery. From side control, the opponent does the correct thing by framing to create space. Oshima pummels her left arm in between the frames to prepare to kill her opponent's frames. 
Oshima kills the frames by pulling her right hand out at the same time, bringing her grounded leg towards her frame. Towards the frame. Oshima consolidates her position by setting her base and flattening her back posture in parentheses. And we're on to round two. Sequence one. Single color tie breaks the opponent's posture. Oshima secures an underhook, making Dominic Cruz proud. <laughs> <laughs> Inside foot position gives Oshima space for right knees. Inside foot position, single collar tie, and underhook leads to an inside trip. Oshima lands in non-consolidated half guard. Oshima has scarfold and wrist control in half guard, which seems like a dominant position. Committing to the scarfold does not allow Oshima to posture up. Posturing up in top half guard leads to striking dominance from the top. Underhook and the position of the bottom leg allows the opponent to nearly take the back. Opponent slides bottom leg under Oshima while maintaining an underhook. Opponent's top leg starts to swing over. This is the problem with the scarfold. The opponent now has a hook in and compromised the base of Oshima. I feel like we hear that during every fight. <laughs> Somebody mentions that. It's the problem with the scarfold position. But hey, still effective, as you can see. This is trouble for Oshima. The opponent's right foot is on the ground and left hook. Left foot begins to consolidate a back take. Take note that Oshima's base is compromised. As strange as this position, as strange as this position is for Oshima, this is still considered a guard since both legs are in between the opponents. It's just an upside-down guard. <laughs> Knee shield and rotation of the back allows Oshima to regain a workable guard. Traditional open guard achieved. Achievement unlocked. Ooh. Open guard 101. Keep foot connected to the opponent's hips to maintain separation for incoming punches. Upkick lands and stops ground or pound from the opponent. I mean, Steve, Sierra Yoshima, maybe the best upkicks in the game right now. Yeah. Hooking the leg over the head and underhooking the near side leg allows Oshima to break the opponent's base and posture. Sequence two. Oshima is in half guard bottom. All opponent has to do is kick the trapped leg out and up to pass. Oshima begins to create a frame and establishes a head tie to break the opponent's posture and prevent a pass. Frame gives Oshima space to begin the sweep. 
head tie and bicep tie uh, breaks the opponent's posture when opponent tries to pass. Opponent begins to pass by pulling back and pushing on the hips, giving Oshima the space to sweep. Oshima's head control gives her proper connection to perform a butterfly sweep. One leg elevates while the other pushes off the ground. Oof, that was nice. Mm. Instead of trying to regain base and posture, Oshima looks to attack the leg that's connected on her far side hip for a leg lock. Always attacking, is there Oh. Round three. Fight. Fight. Yeah. <laughs> Always good to see high kicks, even if they're blocked. Can't hate them. Level change and outside foot position forces opponent to place weight on the back foot. Oshima lands a beautiful right straight to the gut that sits the opponent on a chair. While Oshima is very skilled at the bottom position on the ground, do you guys think Oshima's comfort from bottom position will hurt her in the long run? Why do you guys think that the ability to stand back up, not striking skill, but standing back up after getting taken down is often neglected? Movsar Evluev versus Mike Grundy is a great example of the ability to get back up. Evluev gets Grundy to shoot and take him down multiple times, but Evluev keeps getting up while Grundy keeps shooting. By Grundy's 12th shot, uh, Grundy was gassed, and Evloev capitalized in the third round. Yeah, that's true. And I don't think there's any more after that. But that was excellent. Once again, Steve yeah. cannot go wrong. Siriyoshima, fantastic. But as for his questions, uh, I guess we'll start off with the first part, of course. He says... Uh, do you think that Oshima's comfort off her back will hurt her in the long run? What do you think? I guess if she depends. Gets, I guess if she starts fighting better grapplers, then yeah. I mean, because then they'll just grapple with her and you know. If we're gonna be honest though, there's only one. <laughs> there's only one that's better than her now, right? I mean, she that's does true. Did that well again? She just beat Kana. Yeah. Ayaka's the other one. Yeah. So, and she's smaller than everybody, but it's she, clearly I, not mattering because she's no, no, no. that she, damn she good. Moves. Yeah. She moves very fluidly. Like it's it's all a very fluid movement with her. So it, it doesn't even it doesn't matter how tiny she is. That doesn't matter at all. Mm -hmm. I don't think. Yeah. So. It's one of those unique cases, Ghost, I think, where I think she'll be fine. And just you look at you look at that fight and you look at all of her fights like this was a great example just because who it was against. Right. And on the stage and all that. But you watch her whole career. She is just nonstop active, always going for, you know, attacking at whatever it is. Like we just saw there with, you know, the, the leg lock attempt. Uh, if there's an opening, she'll go for it. But even with strikes like in that fight the nonstop up kicks whenever there was an opportunity. Like I think her size 
being so small helps her in those positions like because she doesn't have to like her legs are short enough to where they can squeeze in there like bunches dude <laughs> like those those up kicks on Connor were just you know chef's kiss stuff she's like got fantastic up kicks right now and she can use them because of the rules so yeah i mean i think she's fine on the bottom um yeah i mean there's only like like i said there's only i guess there's only one person who she might have trouble with yeah i don't know i think she's okay yeah so do i um and then he asks about, uh, obviously, why do you guys think the ability to stand back up uh, is often neglected? And then, you know, mentioned the Evola versus Grundy one. So, Steve, I think you had some thoughts on that one as the wrestler. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it's neglected. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know why it's neglected. It shouldn't be, I guess. Is it just like you think people are lazy? They don't want to work on. It. <laughs> they don't want. To, they can't all be Derek Lewis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Derek Lewis. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they are. Maybe they just don't want to do that extra work. You know, I mean, but it shouldn't be neglected. Obviously, well, here's the thing. Now that I think about it, I think that <clears throat> obviously. That sounds weird to say not to do that extra work, but I don't think it's a thing out of, I shouldn't have said laziness. I shouldn't have said that, but it's kind of preparing well, for, you know, you know. I, I know, I know, but like, I should, no, now, now. <laughs> now that I think about it, more of a, a case where it's them preparing to not get in that position rather than preparing for the position, right? Don't, don't, why, why train for something if you aren't even gonna imagine being there kind of thing you know what i mean i don't know i mean i i don't know i i guess i would train i guess i would train to be there that's the only way that you'll get better is actually being there specifically yeah. in training repetitiveness the repetitiveness is what gets you better at something that that's just the way it is like you can't go you can't go into a fight and think and think, oh, I'm not going to go there because you don't know. You don't know what your what right. your opponent's training on. Your opponent might be like, oh, I'm going to take this motherfucker down. <laughs> and then what are they going to do? But that's kind of the delusion of MMA, right? Is that everyone thinks they're so much better than you know? Maybe they are in certain areas, whatever it may be. So yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, you kind of have to be to an extent, right? But no, I mean, you have to believe in yourself. Yeah, obviously, you have to believe in yourself. But I mean. You gotta train. You gotta train to go to places where you're not comfortable. Right. Yeah, but then that's the thing: is no one likes to be uncomfortable. So it's uh, it's like a double-edged sword. So maybe, I don't know. I don't know. It's a tricky thing. That's a great question, though, Ghost. Um, I'd love to hear. You know, maybe uh, I'm gonna have to ask some fighters about that because I think that is a pretty good question. Um, I bet. Should I ask Sayori. I bet you <laughs> if you ask. If you ask fighters quite that same question, they'll be like, I don't know. Yeah, but oh, that is a good question. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why I don't why I don't do that. <laughs> so we're gonna have to start start a trend to get everyone uh you know working on their <laughs> ability to get up. Um but yeah. Excellent stuff. Nonetheless, nonetheless, ghost. Let's check out the comments now. I always love reading them after I those. Think it's, I think it's more of a wrestling thing. 
where you specific you specifically work on getting up. If you're down, you right, specifically right. work on on getting up. You have to jujitsu. I don't think that they do. Right, because yeah, you don't necessarily need to. Being on your back you sometimes yeah, is you, better. You literally don't have to get up in jujitsu. Yeah, but in wrestling, you fucking have. If you're down, you got to get your ass up, or else you're getting points taken against you, and you're gonna lose the match. Right. Yeah, that's that's a great point. That is a great point. Yeah, the 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 need. I think uh, it's definitely needed. It's needed in wrestling for sure. Like hundred percent. You have to, I I guess that's probably why I'm like, why I'm like, I don't know why they don't do it. (laughs) It makes sense to me. (laughs) I don't fucking know why. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's very true. Backgrounds play a big part, but Alvin says, I love Mr. Phantom's breakdowns best in YouTube. You won't find me disagreeing, obviously quite biased, but hey, <laughs> he is phenomenal. You can't argue. Uh, Rue says, Oshima should be very good. Jin said, very cool. Jimmy says, Ghost loves them high kicks, just like inside low kicks. <laughs> oh, yeah. He just loves the kicks in general. Uh, James says, really cool stuff with the high kick. Citra says, man, I've missed these. Ghost making me feel like I'm watching fights wrong. Always. Uh, James says, man, I would have missed that wedge on the hand. Yeah, very nice stuff there. He highlights the things you might miss in live action. Uh, Alvin says, so organized and clean-looking slides. Thank you, Mr. Phantom. <laughs> Jimmy says, this one is really instructive. It's uh, It shows how to maneuver through positions on the ground that I hope to use in training. Love to hear that, man. Um, James says, base posture connection pressure also seems to show up every week. <laughs> hey, they're big things. Um, Citra says, well, now we know why scarf holds are bad. Well, like I said, this intro, we get reminded on commentary every single time it happens, no matter what event you're watching and that happens. But, um, yes, that, that, that was definitely a reminder. Jimmy says, open guard is the first thing we learn in jujitsu. Good thing it shows up in fights at the highest level. Yep. Jin says grappling breakdowns like this really makes the fights better on rewatch. Oh yeah. Breakdowns. Oh, yeah. I think I, I definitely much more enjoy grappling breakdowns than uh, striking. Just yeah. myself, personally. Yeah. Not that I don't enjoy your striking ones, Ghost, but <laughs> there's just like so, you see so much more, I feel like, on uh, these kind of ones. Yeah. Um, as Rue says, the small details on the butterfly sweep and passing, just great eye for detail. Yep. Beautiful stuff uh, from Ghost as well as those involved. Jimmy says, high kicks again. <laughs> Rue says, oof, that looked painful jab to the gut the gut, the, yeah the gut jab yeah that shit was nasty dude he says whoa that jab stabbed asakura citro jab to the money jab to the body is money it's a <laughs> beautiful it's thing incredible <laughs> truly amazing yeah siri is fucking talented um rue says evlo versus grundy i thought that fight was boring guys taking each other down and getting back up well there's uh, it's like a little battle within the battle a bit. Uh, Ghost says rare breed to have someone be so slick on the bottom. Props to Oshima. Yeah, I mean that's again. I think she just has to be because of that size, like we mentioned. She has needed to adapt to being able to do well in those positions. Um, and here, here we are talking about her as one of the best atomways in the world. Uh, Jimmy says in my gym we don't work on get-ups since there is no space we would run into each other if we did but the pros work on it in private good question ghosts all right there you go a little bit of insight and a good point by jimmy um 
And Ghost agrees. Says, Jimmy, that's a great point. My gym doesn't work on it either, but they never told me about space. The ability to stand back up can be weaponized by lesser wrestlers with bad takedown defense. And he says, thank you for the compliments. Well, you earn them every single week, man. 16 down. Looking forward to uh, what he said next week is uh, the main event we just saw. So Ketlin Vieira and Misha Tate. I'm very much looking forward to that. I don't care what you guys say, but uh, always look forward to Ghosts and the Phantom Punch breakdowns. Um, and yeah, there we go. We will close out the show just at a nice and smooth, clean hour 30 minute mark just a little bit over just a light show before the holidays with steve and i appreciate all you guys tuning in as always for sure good fun good fun so don't forget if you haven't already for some strange reason follow us like share and subscribe at drake Riggs underscore at steve k underscore mma at the scrap news Hit the notification bell so you always know when we're going live or whatever we may be doing. I did the Ryzen 32 intermission show uh, for the last event. Brought it back. It was a good time. Just by myself. Pat bailed on me because he's an old man. But, hey, I had some of you guys show up. Uh, maybe none of you guys in the chat here, but there were some people. So bringing that back, working on it. Maybe we'll do one for Ryzen Trigger. See how the schedule looks. I guess there's nothing else going on. So um, I should be able to do that either way. But, yes course and also audio versions now on anchor and spotify you can just search wma today for that and uh links are in the description as well so appreciate you all steve anything coming <laughs> just gotta check just gotta check <laughs> as for myself though as i mentioned bron horizon episode 11 still check that one out uh as momoka has the fight coming up also on that one is bobby Olagoon and uh renna who both got their wins at Ryzen 32. And that Bobby fight was pretty ridiculous. Uh, you know, total freak show fight. He ends up getting it done, though, with maybe the most blood we've seen in the Ryzen ring. He really cut Kitamura there yeah. and uh, choked him. Kind of a crazy little mess we had. But, uh, yes, check out that episode. And then uh, I spoke with Aaron Blanchfield last week, so I'm planning on dropping that one probably tomorrow, this week for sure. She is awesome. You know, I feel she's maybe the best prospect in the game, period. Taking on Miranda Maverick at UFC 269. I'll be there for that one. So give Blanchfield the love. That will be dropping uh, this week, as I said. And also spoke to John Lineker, who's fighting Bibiano Fernandez for the title. Oh. And one next week. Not next week. Uh, whenever it is. We don't know the date, but yeah. Spoke to Hands of Stone. One of the most exciting fighters you'll ever watch. Um, and I think that's about it for right now. Have some people lined up. For tomorrow and whatnot as well so stay tuned for all of it you guys you know how it goes as Sintro says i think the lesson today is don't look at other wma wma youtube channels but this one hey i'm not gonna disagree with that my man chuck's probably like what the fuck yeah I know. chuck's like hey now <laughs> shout out to chuck <laughs> uh, but all right steve Let's send it on home. Let's pack it in early. I know you got things to do. I got things to do. Let's get yep. ready for the weekend. Until next week, guys. Um, thank you to everybody who shows up on a weekly basis. You know, you know who you are. And if we don't know who you are, thank you for tuning in as well. Just can't say thank you to you personally. Um, until next week, guys. Stay safe and stay sane. Peace. Goodbye.